You're listening to the Grown Girl Divorce Podcast, conversations between girlfriends who have the knowledge and information to educate and empower you before, during, and after a divorce. We are here to remind you that you're grown and you got this. Thank you for joining me for another episode of the Grown Girl Divorce Podcast. Today, we're going to talk about the questions to ask during your lawyer interview that are focused on parenting matters. Generally speaking, when you're getting ready to work with a lawyer, you have a lot of questions in your head. You have questions about the process. You have questions about the finances. You have questions about the children. And so it's really important to break them down into different sections. So this episode is focused specifically on those questions that relate to the parenting aspects of the divorce. So let's get going. First and foremost, first thing out the gate you want to ask, what can I do to prevent my children from being involved in the court proceeding? Take note of how they respond. If the response is dismissive or flippant, this may not be the lawyer for you. If the response is more in line with how you think about the children being involved in the process, maybe your thought is, it depends on the age, it depends on the circumstances. Then again, it is important to take note of how the response is provided to you based on this very important question. As a general matter, children should not be involved in the court process, but we know that there are times when they need to be. The next question that you wanna really ask, is mediation mandatory for parenting matters? In many jurisdictions, mediation, which is an alternative dispute resolution process where you and your co-parent meet together to resolve issues relating to the parenting matters. Mediation sometimes involves lawyers. Mediation at other times are just the two of you working with the mediator who facilitates the conversation and the problem-solving process. In some jurisdictions, mediation is mandatory before a court will do anything related to children. So you wanna know if in your jurisdiction, you are required to participate in mediation. The reason you wanna ask that question at the very beginning of the discussion about parenting matters is because you wanna understand from the lawyer whether or not that's a step that should be taken before anything is filed or at the very early outset of the filing. It can be a cost-saving mechanism for you, given that most times mediation is a lot more cost-effective than litigation, litigation being the traditional court process. Another question that you want to ask, what does the court generally view as an emergency? Now, look, I know that sounds like a silly question to ask, but here's the reality. What you might think of as an emergency may not be what the court thinks as an emergency. You are interviewing a lawyer who 
should have experience with the judge that you may be before. And even if there isn't a judge assigned, there is a good chance that this lawyer, if they practice family law routinely, has appeared or knows some information about any of the divorce and family judges in your area. Judges are busy. Courts are inundated with real emergency issues. It is very important for you to understand that what you may consider an emergency, the judge may not. So it is helpful to manage your expectations by asking the question when right now things are calm and you are in a research type mode to find out what in their experience judges view as an emergency. Another great question to ask related to parenting deals with organization. And it's simply, what information should I start gathering about parenting matters? What information should I, not their paralegal, not the law clerk, not the lawyer, what can I start pulling together relating to parenting? This is all about you taking control of the process, you getting organized, you being prepared, and oh, by the way, you saving money. Why? Because the more information that you can start gathering, putting together, the more helpful and cost-saving it is for you in the long run. So at the interview, ask them, what are the kinds of things, what information can I right now start pulling together that would be helpful relating to parenting? The legal process can be overwhelming and there can be a lot of people that come in and out of the case. When you're dealing with parenting matters, it's really important to understand who all the cooks are that could be in the kitchen. In some states, they're called an attorney for the child. In other states, they're a child representative. And even in other states, they're a guardian ad litem. Understanding the differences between a guardian ad litem, what their role is, how they are assigned or appointed to the case, what a child representative is, what an attorney for the child does, who covers those costs. Those are great questions to ask during the interview so that if as your case progresses, you are told, okay, the judge has appointed a child representative or we are looking for a GAL. So during this interview, I want you to ask, how are child representatives, guardian ad litems, or attorneys for the children assigned to a case? That way, you are prepared with the information if that happens to your case. Parenting is tricky, and parenting during the divorce process can take on many different forms. Some jurisdictions require that parents participate in certain programs or parenting classes. Because the divorce process 
is like juggling 10 different balls with your eyes closed, you can oftentimes have things slip through the cracks or are not sure whether or not you were required to do something. So during the interview, you are going to ask, are there any parenting classes or other programs that we, and by we, you mean yourself and your soon-to-be ex-spouse or the children's parent, required to participate in or complete prior to the entry of judgment? Do not wait until the morning of the entry of the judgment to remember that you didn't complete something. It is not unheard of for a judge to deny the entry of a judgment despite all the work that has been done because a requirement was not met. During your interview, you want to understand if there are any courses or programs that you are required to participate in or complete before the entry of judgment as it relates to parenting matters? If the answer is yes, then your next question should be, can I start that class or that program before our case is filed? Or do I need to wait until it's filed? This too is really just a matter of how many things can I cross off the list, get out the way to move things forward? so that they don't get lost in the shuffle later. Divorce is expensive and not everybody can afford to live separately during a divorce. A lot of families live through divorce all together until there's some agreement on what's happening with the household. But here's the thing. It's important for you to ask during the interview can the court require one of us to move? And if so, under what circumstances? It may not be the answer that you were expecting. There are jurisdictions that do not relocate or force people to move out of a marital residence unless there is some sort of endangerment or harm. Whereas in other jurisdictions, the expectation is that one or the other parent will relocate once a filing has been made. So you want to get clarity on what the understanding is, what the expectations are, and what requirements, if any, as it relates to the two of you living together during the process. And if things are not going well, if there is an ability for the court to move one or the other out of the residence. I think it's also important that you frame many of your questions by shining a light on the lawyer's own experience. So it's helpful to ask a question that starts out by, in your experience, you want their personal experience. You want that. You want to understand it. And so something like, in your experience, how should we address parenting schedules? 
This way, you hear from them directly how they approach things, what their thoughts are on the approach. This also gives you a window into whether or not their strategy or how they perceive aligns with what your interests or your expectations are. Now, that doesn't always follow. It could be one's experience that they wait to address parenting schedule matters until later in the case. That's completely appropriate depending on a set of circumstances. In other cases, the first thing that lawyers may want to do deals with the parenting schedule. So be mindful that the answer that you are receiving is based on their experience, but certainly that is the kind of answer that you want. We talk a little bit about in some of our other episodes, the importance of researching lawyers and getting a feel for lawyers and understanding what's out there. But as you're sitting in the interview and you're focusing in on the questions related to parenting, you should certainly ask, have you written any articles, recorded any podcast, or sat on any panels that I can now view via a YouTube video or some sort of other kind of recorded format on parenting matters? Why is this important? Well, it's important because while they're sitting in front of you, certainly they're going to put their best foot forward. They may, in fact, tell you some things that you may want to hear. However, when they're doing a podcast recording or when they're writing a blog article or when they're sitting on a panel, they may actually be coming from a place of neutrality. They may actually be coming from a place of awareness that you can't guarantee any results on any case. And so it's helpful to not just have the information that they are saying to you in that moment, but it's certainly very helpful to also have other information that they have shared in other places. So be sure to ask, have they written any articles or participated in any podcasts or programs that you can later watch as it relates to parenting matters. Divorce is a personal thing and it impacts us in many ways, including divorce attorneys. They are human too. Mediators, we are human too. And it is not unlike an attorney to have somebody come to us and say, what would you do if you were me? But that's a hard question because it's really hard to give somebody a response in a way that is not just authentic and truthful, but that addresses all of the issues that they have and the questions that they have going on in their head. And so the better question is if you, are conflicted out of a case, who are the two lawyers that you refer cases to? Here's why that's a better question. You are asking them, who do they trust? If you can't handle the case, 
who are the two, not one, two, who are the two people that you trust? Who do you refer cases to? A good follow-up question to that is simply why. Here are the two people that I recommend. Here's why. Write their names down. Research them. And if you have time, meet with them. You are asking the lawyer that you are interviewing who they trust. And that is very telling about not only the kind of relationships that they have with other lawyers, because certainly if the response is, I don't refer to other people, then this is not the kind of lawyer you're going to want to work with. But more importantly, it's the awareness that they are not the only lawyer in town who can, in fact, represent somebody. And so it's, who do you trust if you can't handle the case? It's a great question that is not often asked that I want you to ask during your interview. I've said it once, I'll say it a thousand times. Family law is state-based. So the laws in Illinois on parenting matters are different than the laws in Indiana which are different than the laws in Georgia. So where you sit is the law that in most cases, of course, there are always exceptions that are going to apply. You need to understand that your state determines the outcome and how the parenting process follows. So a great question for you to ask what are the statutes? Statute is the law related to parenting that the court uses to make decisions. Let me say that again. What are the statutes? Again, statute is the law that the court uses when making determinations about parenting matters. Write down the statute code. You may even ask while you're sitting there if you can get um, a copy, a printed copy of whatever the relevant kind of statute is. Most of the time, you can easily kind of plug in the statute numbers and it'll pull up because it, there are likely a series of statutes, some dealing with parenting schedules, some dealing with decision-making and everything in between. But here's what's helpful for you. Don't be intimidated by legalese, but you should, if for no other reason, become familiar with the reference to the numbers. Pull up the statute, look over it. You are not expected to be a lawyer. You are not expected to understand how everything applies but it does not hurt for you to have some familiarity of what it says. There are some things that are very simple to follow. So for example, if there is a statute related to relocation and you are considering relocating from the state, it is very possible for the statute to lay out one to 10 factors. So 10 things that the court looks at when deciding whether or not 
to approve or deny a relocation. You having familiarity with what the statute says can be very helpful to your case. That allows you to start thinking about, do I meet each of these factors? And if not, where are areas that I can try to meet them? But you can't do that if you don't have a reference to the statute. This is your case, take ownership of it, be comfortable with the references to the statute. So be sure to ask, what are the statute, what is the law on parenting? What are the code numbers? That's what you wanna know. Most family cases settle, and that's a good thing. We wanna keep you out of court. We've already asked about whether or not mediation is mandatory, but if mediation is not mandatory or if mediation fails, then what? There's your question. What happens if we do not reach an agreement or if mediation fails? What is the process? Every process looks different. You want to ask the lawyer that you're interviewing, what is the process? They may likely start out by saying, well, then the matter goes to court or then we litigate. That's the court reference. But write down the steps of the process so that you understand as you get going with the filing of the divorce or as things are progressing, that you understand that if mediation fails or if we can't reach an agreement, here's what's coming up next. Ask that from the very beginning of the case. Lastly, but certainly not least, you wanna ask the lawyer in their experience, what is the biggest mistake they have seen parents make in a divorce? It's a question that we don't often hear, but as lawyers and mediators, we often want to share. Have this lawyer share with you in their experience the biggest mistakes that they have seen parents make doing the divorce process in your state with this judge in this way. It will serve you well because it will be a guiding post for you to move back off of some of the things that maybe you were thinking about doing, but you now have been forewarned that that is a big mistake. We want to start your case off right. We want you to ask good questions. We want you to be involved. These are the type of questions that you should ask when you are meeting with a lawyer for the first time to talk about moving forward with divorce. These questions specifically relate to parenting matters. So let's go through them again, question by question, so that you have them all down in preparation for your meeting. First, what can I do to prevent my children from being involved in the court proceeding? Next, is mediation mandatory for parenting matters? 
What does the court generally view as an emergency matter? What information should I start gathering about parenting matters? How are child representatives, guardian ad litems, and attorney for the child assigned or appointed to my case? Are we required to take a parenting class or participate in a program before the court will enter judgment in the parenting aspects of the case? We are all living together. Can the court require one of us to move? And if so, under what circumstances? In your experience, how do we address setting a regular parenting schedule? Have you written any articles, been on a podcast, or participated in a program about parenting matters that I can watch? If you are conflicted out of a case or cannot take on a case, who are the two lawyers that you refer cases to and why? What are the statutes, and remember, statute is the law, related to parenting that courts use to make decisions on who makes decisions for the children and parenting time? Please explain the process steps if we cannot reach an agreement directly or if mediation fails. So in essence, what happens next? And finally, in your experience, what is the biggest mistake parents make in a divorce? I hope you are now well prepared for meeting with a lawyer you have a list of questions related to parenting matters. Please be sure to check out our other episodes which focus on interviewing lawyers, finding the right lawyer for you, and topic-specific questions for you to ask as you meet with lawyers to start off your process. We believe that sharing is caring, so please be sure to share our information with your network, your friends, your family, your colleagues, because you never know who may need the information and support. Please be sure to check out our resources on our website, www.growngirldivorce.com. Certainly, we'd love for you to subscribe to this podcast so that you never miss an episode. Thank you for listening to the Grown Girl Divorce Podcast. Remember, though you may be going through a difficult time, you're grown and you got this. Please be sure to tell your girlfriends about us. Follow us on Instagram at Grown Girl Divorce and subscribe to the podcast so that you don't miss out on any new conversations. The conversations on this podcast are for informational purposes only and are not intended to substitute working directly with a lawyer. These episodes are not to be used as a basis to support or defend any legal action and transcripts or recordings of the podcast may not be used for any purpose without the direct written permission of the podcast owner.